you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Damashek football program available on iTunes and at davedamashek.nfl.com. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek. Hi and hello, football fans. It's your old pal Dave, Dave Damashek. What's going down? I hope all's well wherever you are. Welcome to episode number 136 of the Dave Damashek football program. Available as always on iTunes and at nfl.com slash Sheck, S-H-E-K. Matter of fact, maybe... I feel like we should change the name of the show for the next couple of months. Should it just be the Dave Damashek program? Because it, I don't want people to feel or be scared off by football. It's, it's March now. I don't need to hear football. Now, listen, that would make you a casual fan because, of course, the football news goes on 365. But maybe we'll win over... Some random fans, you know, if, if we don't attach our, if we don't use the word football. Do we need to? Let's talk about that and what's going on in football and beyond in the game called life with the man from NFL.com. Always seated to my immediate right. It's Adam Rank. What's the poop, fella? Hey, boss. Thanks for having me. I got excited for a moment because I thought you said that when there was going to be a name change that perhaps oh. my name would be attached to the program. <laughs> Boy, I've got my I got my hopes set up. It's like one of those things where, you know, if you run into like Brooklyn Decker or anything and she's kind of flirty with you, you think, "Hey, maybe there's a chance." But no, no, no. I should have known better. What do you think though? Should we just go Wait, more... What do you think? Do I have a bigger chance of my name ever being on the show or a better chance with Brooklyn Decker? Hmm, boy, that's one. That's a that's an interesting one because it assumes that one or the other might happen. <laughs> and I don't know that there's a happy ending in either direction there. Um, also, behind the glass, in his seat now, what a streak he's on. Is this a two-show streak or three shows even? There he is, back off the tie rack. It's black tie. What's the poop, black tie? 
What's going on, guys? And hey, Rank, you do have a chance. You saw that GoDaddy commercial, right? <laughs> Anything could happen. Anything's man. possible. Anything All right. Could happen. Oh, yeah. Thanks. Somehow I've completely missed that Thanks commercial. Thanks for the vote of confidence. I've you never didn't seen see it. that commercial? No, Jack? but I do know Wait this. A I know, that's I know. not Brooklyn Decker. That's Bob No, Ruff. it's not. Yeah, but I'm just saying. I'll say this. I The commercial that I've seen way too much, and I have my uh, apparently never ending list of people or commercials that feature characters that are so repellent that they achieve 180 degrees the opposite of their intended effect which is to get me to use their product and it's the lady who climbs the mountains oh yeah and it's not even her so much whatever she's fine but it's the song in the background somebody left the gate oh this is the credit card commercial Oh, for my new day. Sailor, sailor. Oh, my goodness. I want to be on top of that mountain and throw myself off of it when I hear that song now. It <laughs> yes. disgusts me. There's so, two of them that question. Over, there's two her, her or the, uh, the girl in the KFC commercial? Who? Ooh, I'm not Big day, game day, bucket go boom girl? Yeah. Ooh, I don't care okay. for her. Yeah, no, I, I've spoken out at length of, uh, against her already. But, yeah, she's a but – the, but the singing lady, I don't even need to see her, but, like – Somebody left the ghetto. I have no idea what the point of the song is. I don't she, want to know. She I've stands, heard it too much. But she stands on the peak at the end of the commercial. Are you not inspired by that? It, so is the lady singing? Are we to think that that's also the lady on top of the mountain? Or it's is this not? all about uh, female empowerment? I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't know either. So let's talk if, about... Did you watch golf over the weekend? No. That's Why a would I have done that? Oh, golf's enjoyable to watch. No. But yeah. no, they had TaylorMade has a TV spot about it. Like, hey, it's ballsier now. I did see a commercial like, for that. Yeah, whoa, working it's a little bit blue too now? edgy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't care for that. See, look at what uh, Tiger Woods has done. All right, once a sport of gentlemen. Now, now, who knows what? All the, I guess I, I all the th- rules are out the window. I didn't think it was ever the sport of gentlemen. Um, <laughs> well, see, apparently you haven't been following it. So, all right. Also here to talk about uh, this, that, and the other is uh, our old pal from around the league, one half of the around the league debate club. Today, it's Dan Hanzoos. What's the poop, Hanzoos? Hey, guys. What's up? You, it's funny you brought up that commercial with the lady on the mountain because I was just thinking the other day, what is that lyric? Is it somebody left the gate on? What does that even mean? I think it's <laughs> somebody left the gate open. All right. Now, well, fellas, we have a lot to yap about. Joe Flacco has his new deal. One week after I first brought it up, I continue to work on it because I'm very precious about the pages I make. I am trying to figure out, once and for all, among all the current NFL QBs, or at least the ones that have any shot of playing in 2013, which ones? This is what Flacco has done. And you'll see this on NFL.com later this week, maybe as soon as uh, as uh, this evening. And we're recording this on uh, Monday. I think Joe Flacco has now changed the paradigm. Yes, elite QBs, I'll use the adjective here, They do win the majority of Super Bowls. Seven of the last ten Super Bowls have won by just three guys. Brady, Eli, Roethlisberger. So there's not a lot of room to sneak through there if you don't rank as one of those so-called elite QBs. Now the question for GMs, it would be nice to have one of those guys, but of course they don't grow on trees. So now you have to deal with reality and ask this question, and Joe Flacco sort of raises it. It's not whether or not your guy it's not whether your guy can win the Super Bowl, it's whether he can't. If he gets there, can he string together two games in the conference and get to the Super Bowl and then win that? Is there a, who are those guys that can and cannot? And I think it's a, Joe Flacco to me, I by by any measure, I feel like 
you don't put him in the top five QBs, and yet he is now nothing short of the most well-paid football player in the history of football rank. How say you on all that? Well, Joe Flat. see, it's... We're all everybody's hand wringing right now, worried about Joe Flacco and the money that he's making and everything. But two years from now, there'll be probably a dozen quarterbacks sure. who end up getting deals bigger than his. And then, which Joe Flacco underplay, underpaid at that point? Will he be restructuring his contract? Will he be looked at as a hero like Tom Brady is for you know giving money back and everything? So, a lot of it is just. Because it's happening right now, you're like, yeah, you know, maybe right now he shouldn't be the highest paid quarterback. You can have that discussion. Maybe he's not the best. But when you but look can at- I say this, though? Can has Mr. Joe Flacco left the gate open? It is correct. Is there though. something is about that? Is left the, the gate open. Has Flacco now, is that right? Flacco has left the gate open now, and now right. other QBs <laughs> can run through it. Is this, do you understand my point? I mean, obviously, you, you well, know what, what I'm saying. Well, you mentioned Eli Manning in there before. So now you put Eli Manning in the elite category of, like, he's the kind of guy that can win you a Super Bowl. So if Joe Flacco goes out and wins one, do you say, okay, well, now Joe Flacco is elite, and now it's still – then you're back to square one of saying, like, you know what, you do need an elite quarterback. I don't think as a result of winning the Super Bowl, this now vaults him into that category. It's easy to make that assumption, but I don't think that that is – an accurate thing because consider but you're always but you're always fond to point out that over the last two years of the last two playoffs he's outplayed brady twice and now he's outplayed manning and all these other guys but he's He's inconsistent and they very well could have missed the playoffs during the regular season terrific but 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 now think about this brady here let me give you six names brady breeze peyton manning eli manning roethlisberger and did I say Eli? Yeah, I said did, I said he. Oh, and Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers. Those are the six. And outside of the very young guys, Andrew Luck, you might make a case right now that Andrew Luck, if you said everybody is 22 years of age, Brady and Andrew Luck, and everybody is 22, take your pick. Andrew Luck might sneak in there. But the sample size is still too small to really gauge whether or not Andrew Luck or Robert Griffin III or any of those guys who we just saw play one season rank in that top six. Of guys that are a little more entrenched, let's say 25 or older, the six QBs that I just named are the be- are the six best QBs. I think it's hard to argue. You'd be hard-pressed to, hard to make a case for, say, Matt Ryan or Phil Rivers or a guy like that get, jumping over right. the right. guys I just said. So Joe Flacco, same thing. You wouldn't put Joe Flacco ahead of any of those six guys, right? Not yet. So at best, he is seventh, which then indicates that maybe if you put who, if you put in Joe Flacco's shoes, would be capable of doing something like that. And I caution you to keep in mind that this is not a one-off exception that proves the rule because like you mentioned joe flacco and alex smith maybe should have played one another in the super bowl two years ago they just about did play each other so you would either have alex smith or joe flacco already with a ring before what we just saw in new orleans i just think it's an interesting subject that it certainly gm should be informed by it and say Yes, we'd like to have uh, uh, one of these elite guys. That doesn't mean you can create him just by m- using a first-round pick on Geno Smith. That doesn't vault him then into into that level of pedigree just because you've decided to reach on that. Instead, you'd be better served to build the offensive line and address other things rather than reaching on one of these guys. I just think it's a it creates what Flacco did should. In some on some level, ease the mind of a lot of personnel guys. Oh, we don't have to have that guy. We can still win a Super Bowl as long as our guy is not 
Here's a, here's a prime candidate. Jay Cutler. Jay Cutler, I think, as I've really as I've really looked at it, Jay Cutler is a guy who is on a good team, a team that's pr- uh, a franchise that's pretty stable. I know they've changed their head coach and everything, but generally speaking, they're kind of in the mix. There's talent there, obviously now with Brandon Marshall there. Jay Cutler, hear me now, believe me later, is never going to win a Super Bowl. He throws too many picks. He just he that he measures up statistically in a lot of ways with Joe Flacco. He's inaccurate, but he does have the big arm and so on. And his completion percentage is about the same. Their accuracy issues are not as accurate as some of the other guys out there. The difference is Jay Cutler is a pick machine, and that is something that will prevent him and his team from ever stringing together, at minimum, three postseason wins. He will not be able to do that three straight weeks, what Flacco did, have played pristine ball, not turn the ball over. And he's now 30-ish. He's, you know, uh, this is a, a, I of course, I am speculating here, and that's what I do. I recklessly speculate, but I say Jay Cutler is one of those guys that's never going to win it, but do you follow my larger point, Hanzoos? Yeah, I do. I follow your larger point, and I agree on Cutler, and I, I think even though I am a Romo guy, I could see why people feel the same way about him, that some quarterbacks just seem predisposed to having that dramatic moment on the negative side where they, they make the big mistake, they get hit and they fumble, they throw the interception. It's hard for me to imagine Cutler going through an entire postseason without making that killer mistake. But then you take a step back, and, and I think, well, would I have said the same thing about Flacco last year? This I'm looking forward to this piece that you're doing. Uh, but His st- statistically, right. Joe Flacco has never in a season thrown more than 12 picks. Jay Cutler in a season, a full season at least, has never thrown fewer than 14. That's the difference between the two guys. Flacco does seem mistake prone, but Cutler is by far the guy who th- who turns the ball well, over more. Here's the question I have for you. You do the same um, feature uh, a year ago. Where would Flacco be? Would you have him on the list of the guys that could do it, or or would he be on your list as you didn't think he could have? Honestly? I definitely would have included him in the can column based on the fact that he just about – I mean, if Lee Evans catches that pass two years ago, they're in the Super Bowl, and they could have been in the Super Bowl against Alex Smith and the Niners. I could have I, I could see the uh, the Flaccos pulling that one out down, uh, a year what, ago. What about Alex Smith? Do you think he could do it? I think that the situation is right now. Though I mean, they're 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 not as they're they're not as talented as the Niners two years ago. But you think about what Alex Smith did there. He took a fair amount of sacks last year, but that's really credit to him. And in fact, the guys like Daniel Jeremiah, aka Move the Sticks, will tell you that that was a product of him trying to not turn the ball over. It's all about that. That uh, that with, with Alex Smith, that it's it's all about that efficiency. And let the defense win games, but listen, can't can't argue with the results that he got until he got uh, Kaepernicked a couple, of, you know, deep into in the last season. Yeah, Alex Smith in that situation, like we talked about the last podcast, they could win the they could win the AFC West. And once you win a division, then you're you know po- possibly as as few as three wins away. We've already seen Alex Smith just about get his team to a Super Bowl. So, yeah, I think it's reasonable. To say Certainly wasn't his fault that the 49ers didn't go to the Super Bowl. Yeah, exactly. And he, made, and he made the big play against the Saints to throw to Vernon Davis, which was, you know, really fitting it through a window 
proving that he can make the plays and, and that he can run around also do the, the big run yep. so people like people fancy the guys who can run around a little bit yeah i like alex smith so anyway so it's uh, I'm, I'm working on that it's taking me longer than i expected to i want to talk a little nba rank see because we don't just talk football and we're going to get to a blacklist here in just a second but fellas here's something else that I wanted to think about. Last week it came up when we were talking to Chris Johnson of the Titans, who was positively delightful throughout. The issue that came up is best ice cream flavor, Mm -hmm. and I don't remember how we even got into that one. His vote was for cheesecake-flavored ice cream. It didn't even register. We put it to a poll. People didn't really vote for that one. I voted for mint chip and for coconut. Neither one of those won. I'm sorry to say, at number one, the winner of the best ice cream flavor Cookies and cream. Interesting. Yeah. Yes, sir. That was my vote. Don't yes, sir. Cookies and cream. Let me make let me uh just make sure I'm clear on this. This isn't cookie dough. No, in no. Ice this cream, is like which I like that. Oreos, cookies and cream. Well, then that doesn't make Yeah, any cookie sense. dough ice cream is completely it's different. Almost, That's it's almost good. like the dream team Eagles in 2011. You're putting these great things in it, but it's almost too much of a good thing and it doesn't really connect for me anyway. You don't no. like the, Man. It's a swing like and a miss. I like cookies, I like cream, I like ice cream, but, you know, come on. You don't have to, you don't have to throw everything into it and assume it's going to be great. <laughs> yeah, but it got a third of the overall vote. I want to move on to a different subject. I was uh, – I don't remember how this one came up, but we were kibitzing around the hallways last week. And, it, you know, because I guess it's this is part of reading books to little kids, children's books. Um, obviously, there are always animals in them. And then you see the words written down of the way the animals say things, you know, like, uh, you know, like moo or woof, you know. And I was thinking, what is the animal sound that is the farthest away from the way we human beings spell that sound? I think I know what the correct answer is, but I'm going to open up to the room. Hanzoos, how say you? Uh, Let's say pig. Do they really do oink? Oink. Well, quack, like like quack, quack, quack. That's a good one. That's a that's solid, an yeah, that, that's, that's solid. a solid. Like, moo is pretty close. Like, dog is dicey. Mm. Woof, woof, woof. If that's a big dog, but little dogs don't yeah. go woof, woof, woof. They go yap. But arf, but they don't really arf, arf, arf. They arf, arf, arf. I love where this is going. <laughs> you know what I'm this saying? Is great. Yeah. I so I think maybe one of the best is moo. Meow is meow. Cats don't really meow. I mean, they kind of. What about the? I think the hiss is pretty good. Of a snake, yeah, Yeah. that's hard to beat. Simple, but effective. Yeah, bunch of asses just lined up. Yeah, that's pretty good. Ah, to me, black tie. Do you want to weigh in? I was going to go with meow. It's a bit. It's like a full word. Like cats don't meow. Mm. They make a yeah. They don't Mm. meow. How would you spell that though? Meow. Uh, How do you? I mean, what would be a better spelling of what a cat says? M W E A H. Well, that's not too different. Mia. Well, you just <laughs> said it was, was a girl's crazy? name, Mia. <laughs> Mia. No, I think that the well, the other one is a horse because the horse is Winnie, and what else do they do? They neigh. Is that the horses neigh? Uh, horses neigh. Yes. That doesn't sound like anything I just we no. just described. What's that? What well, that's How pretty far away. But does that make a P-F- kid's book? PFT. Yeah, I think so. All right, guys, we're losing listeners. Guys, let's move on. Well, I think the correct answer is I've been thinking about it. Is I think Hanzoos got it exactly right. I think it's oink. 
I think it's oink. Oh, cat pigs don't go oink. Oink, 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 oink. They go. I don't know how you spell that. Anyway, listen, <laughs> drop me a line at Damashek with your thoughts. Hashtag DDFP. Drop us a line if you want to chime in on the animal sounds. All right. Do you want to do the. Else. Are you going to get into the blacklist here? Yeah, let's do it. Before that, though, quickly, you guys are talking about quarterbacks. I'll throw another name out there. Matt Stafford, is he a guy that can win? Yeah, you know, I had to think about him. First of all, he's very young. Uh, uh, something that is almost essential as I go through these things of what makes one, uh, what what are the essential um, qualities for a team to win a Super Bowl that uh, involve the QB. It's not a first-round pick because we have, obviously, Tom Brady and Drew Brees, guys that are outside the first round that have won Super Bowls in the last decade. It feels, though, like, for the most part, a big arm is a requirement. And Jamarcus Russell proves that that doesn't get it done alone. But a big arm is just about essential. Stafford has that. You need to have a good offensive line. Of the teams that played in the last two title games, the last two years' worth of title games, what they had in common is good offensive lines. That the, the, the range in quality of quarterback varies quite a bit. What doesn't is the quality of the offensive line in front of them. These are things that matter. Oh, and also age. Very Denver Broncos fans will be sad to learn this. Maybe. It doesn't mean that Peyton Manning can't win a Super Bowl. But very few guys from 37 on ever win a Super Bowl. John Elway does it thanks to Terrell Davis. And Johnny Unitas does it back in Super Bowl Five. Outside of that, once you get past that 36, that's a magic or the opposite of magic number for a QB. You don't win a Super Bowl after that. Um, but two guys I do think are interesting that I've really struggled with. I can't... Ryan Mallett, who knows? He's TBD, what his career is going to be. But based on what I just said, that that big six-foot-six frame, big arm, who does that sound like? Joe Flacco, Ryan Mallett. Why aren't teams falling all over themselves to get a look at this guy? It was all like an attitude thing. It was all murky in the first place why Ryan Mallett wasn't a first-round pick, but the skills were supposedly there. Wouldn't you now, if you're a team like the Raiders or someone like that, do whatever it could. The Jets, of course, the Patriots would never deal them to the Jets. But wouldn't shouldn't teams be trying harder to get Ryan Mallett on their roster? That does that does seem strange that nobody you never hear his name. Almost. Never at all. There like, were there were rumors like last week or so about some teams inquiring about him. Cardinals maybe, but he's, he's yeah. There? Cardinals is are, are, are another perfect candidate for that. Yeah. The other name is, and this will this will maybe get some laughs from you, but. What about Carson Palmer? He seems like a 38-year-old man, but he's only 32 years of age, or maybe 33. And after probably four years of looking dead-armed, last year he was slinging it on a lousy team. I could see Carson Palmer, if you put him in the right place, I could see him being good and legitimately maybe even capable of going all the way. Is that ludicrous to say? What situation do you think would be best? A for good situation. I mean, listen, you can't put him on the Cardinals and have him turn them into a thirteen and three team. If you put him on a team that's lacking a quarterback, you know, listen, what if what, if instead of if instead of Alex Smith, the Chiefs had gone after Carson Palmer? Would that have been what an awful move that was? I don't think so. I could see if you protect him with those receivers, assuming they keep Dwayne Bow. Can't you see that Carson Palmer could maybe win that division? If one of your if one of your uh, requirements for a Super Bowl quarterback is the idea that you think he can go through a conference playoff system and then a Super Bowl without killer picks, how is Carson Palmer? All right, this? fair point. But I just that, but, but I guess I'm looking at him more in broad strokes, which uh, which specifically with him, he's not as old as we think he right. is, 
and actually looked good last year after seeming, you know, lost for the previous three or four seasons. A lot of garbage time production for Carson Palmer. And he doesn't have the arm strength that he used to ha- used to have, and that's key. If you're not an elite quarterback, you have to at least have like big play capability. That's well, he has play. that. That's what he, he does. does. He hits the anymore. deep ball. Not he as, hits the deep ball. He did it last much. year. Good swagger, though. Good but what sw- about Ryan Mallett, though? That's a good one. All that's right, so guy. go ahead. Let's get into it. I guess he was linked with the Browns. Who was Mallett? Yeah, yeah that's who it was. Browns. Interesting. That's right. See. Um, Good segue, though. Talking about deep balls. Sexy deep ball. That finally went up live. It's on NFL.com. What does that mean, it went up live? It went up live. It's live on NFL.com. The Russell Wilson sexy deep ball video. This is not me talking about it. This is Russell Wilson himself breaking down his sexy deep ball. It's on NFL.com. It's on Seahawks.com. And actually, today or later tomorrow, it's going to be on your blog, Shaq. It's going to be on the Damage blog. And I'm going to actually put up my... Jeez, you're not excited. I'm looking forward to it. Well, you got Russell Wilson, yeah. who about three months ago you declared throws a sexy deep ball. Yes. And now you have <laughs> Russell Wilson speaking your language. About his sexy deep ball, exactly. And it's going to have a quick write-up about other things. Because I always get a lot of questions. Oh, does Joe Flacco throw a sexy deep ball? Uh-huh. Or does this guy? So I'm going to break it all down. You know, really quick, really concise, just break down like, oh. a sexy deep ball and what comes with do it. Have, and Do you have to be over 18 to watch this video? 16 will do. We'll take 16. Yeah. All right, so you guys ready for the blacklist or what? Let's do it. All right, guys, first up on the blacklist. LeBron James has been making headlines with his insane pregame dunk routines. This, of course, has had fans clamoring for James to participate in the dunk contest finally. So far, Magic Johnson said he would put out one mil for James to do it. So LeBron's like, eh. But in vain of that, though. Magic Johnson has that much money. That's what it That's what it seems to me. You have that much disposable income that you would give LeBron James a million dollars to he do re- something we've already seen him do really many does. times. Did he over. just overpay for the Dodgers by about $800 million? Yeah, that's true. He that's was true. part of that group, but it wasn't like yeah. he funded the whole thing. Right. What a ridiculous right. thing. Who cares? All so, right. with respect to that, which hashtag, I brought the hashtag back, which hashtag <laughs> oh, NFL joy. skills competition would you like to see return and make a debut in next year's Pro Bowl festivities? Well, first of all, about LeBron James. I have been hearing these curmudgeons complain the last week or two about the fact that he does dunks in the pregame, and, and now you know he and his teammates did a Harlem Shake, which as of a fortnight ago, I had no idea what it was. <laughs> I, li- I, I, was not, I was sort of pridefully avoiding and clicking into anything that ever was labeled as a Harlem Shake. I now have watched it. I, I can't help it. Those the videos are interesting. There's because there's a spooky quality to them. The one person dancing and then everybody crazy. There's something, but it's the music itself that I that I like so much. It gets in your brain. You know, it really does infect your head. Black tie wants us to do a Harlem Shake, but listen, that's yesterday's news. Best. We're it's not too doing, late. Yeah, we're not doing. Let's go planking then. But <laughs> so T boy, that's that's uh, that's uh, what black tie. That's the quality of uh, idea that he pitches to us. Oh, so a, a, a fad that is has been if over we, for three weeks. If we can use the DeLorean to go back in time to yeah, when then the Harlem we'll Shake was relevant. But listen, so that's what we should do. Next I don't understand what's that. We should just go in and like do all each week. Thing. We'll just do like one week. We'll plank one week. We'll Who do let a the shake. dogs out? Yeah. Hey, you guys! Are, you guys are all about the old timers, man. Lombata. That's why you guys love Dito Brock. 
Oh, oh Black Tie gets the Dieter Brock drop. Well played. I like sir. that he's scratching off something on his paper. Like, oh, I got a Dieter Brock. I, I, I nailed it. Um, I say you this. can't write yourself notes to remind you to say Dieter Brock. You know what I love? I love that. I think if we did, if we is it the transitive property? I'm not sure, but LeBron James smiling and having fun is sort of 180 degrees the opposite of what Kobe Bryant and all the old time curmudgeons associated with the Lakers have been getting on Dwight Howard about all year. Stop smiling, man! This is no time to smile. Sorry for having fun. Sorry, sorry for that. LeBron would have would bring a little mirth to the locker room and have some fun with his teammates. It's really it's really been debilitating for the Miami Heat so far this year while while the Lakers struggle to get into the playoffs. They're 500, but they're doing it the right way. Are we to assume by the transitive property that if LeBron was on Kobe's team that Kobe wouldn't approve of, of LeBron smiling and having fun? Probably not. That's true, right? It is true. And doesn't that highlight then that Kobe's sort of a creep of a guy? No. <laughs> sort of. He's a, he's a hard worker. He wants everybody to be trying as Good. hard as he do does. Do what you need to do, Kobe. I'll take care of myself. I'm a grown man. I don't need your advice on whether or not I can smile and whether my smiles are inappropriately timed. Get out of my face. That's ridiculous. Everybody's a curmudgeon. Everyone who complains about LeBron shouldn't be doing that. Yeah, guess what? If you're When you're good like that and your team's doing well, you can smile. It's fine. And Dwight Howard smiling is not the reason the Lakers haven't been winning this year. It's ridiculous. Hanzoos. No, I agree. I think. I, I, listen, you, <laughs> I you had smile. something to jump in with. No, I, I, it was something earlier. But uh, if we're talking about the skills competition, yes, yeah, no. What I, I miss it because NFL Network. I don't know if they're still showing it, but the last couple of years they would show like random specials from '96, and you would have like uh, you know Raul Legre like kicking through a pine tree or <laughs> Raul Legre. Like they used to go all out with those things, and I really mm-hmm. wish they would bring back at least the kicker competition because that was always a lot of fun. I think that, uh, I mean, look, we've talked about the Superstars competition. Look that up on YouTube, the old ABC show where the, all the great athletes would go head-to-head and sort of like a, a pseudo-decathlon kind of thing. The, the, the one thing that clearly, based on our conversation again with Chris Johnson last week, I was giving him the business about who cares about your dumb 40 time. You're so obsessed, Chris Johnson, with your 40 time. We don't know what Jim Brown or Walter Payton got, and they their careers turned out okay. What's the difference what your 40 time is? But it's about legacy, as he explained. You know, he is, at least on paper, by these measurements, the fastest man in NFL history. If that's what... and. It, when I asked at the Super Bowl, I don't remember who we were talking to, Rank, but I asked some big-arm QB, who's got the be- biggest arm of all? If we line them all up at the goal line, who could throw it the farthest down the field? And they said, oh, nobody cares about that. Well, all right, if no one cares about that, then what they do care about is who's the fastest. Mm-hmm. Let's just line them all up then. Let's pick every team gets one representative. Let's have a, a 32-man race and see who is indeed the fastest man alive or fastest man in the NFL. That would be fun to watch. That would that would be part of it. But why don't you do it like the uh, old school Battle of the Network stars? Bring in some TV stars, uh-huh. male and female, to compete with NFL athletes on teams. And then have them, we'll take them out to Pepperdine like they used to. And you know yeah. what? We'll have it, you know what? Uh, the kayak race, the dunk tank, the the relay race with the bicycles and Everyone's all that stuff. smoking cigarettes. Of course. <laughs> Gabe Kaplan there for no good reason. Mr. Cater. Rob Conrad being upset because Gabe Kaplan's beating him in a, in a sprint. <laughs> what if what if Gabe Kaplan was faster than Chris Johnson? Yeah. And, well, here's – you know what? I was thinking about watching LeBron run the floor in MSG over the weekend. 
could Chris Johnson, would he definitely beat LeBron head-to-head? Because LeBron, yes. well, but LeBron might be the fastest man in the NBA, and he's six foot eight. He might be faster than anybody. Pound for pound. I don't, I don't I'm not talking pound fast. for pound. I'm talking straight ahead speed. LeBron might be the fastest guy bar zero in the, in well, the NBA. Well, he said what his time was on Twitter last week when he was he did like a taunting Oh, he said it was 4-6 against six. He said without, so, yeah, so. without any practice, he said he could run a 4 Last Last summer he ran 4-6. I don't I know. Don't know. That'd be it, interesting. Who Would anybody in any sport be able to beat the NFL's fastest? Not baseball, obviously not hockey. Well, aside from track and field, they probably could beat him. <laughs> Um, and what about that? If Chris Johnson went out and decided, hey, I want to be an Olympic sprinter, could mm-hmm. he do it? Is he world-class speed? If he trained for it? Because that's the superstars competition. That was yeah. back in back in the late 70s, early 80s. It was Tony Dorsett and Lynn Swan and A.J. Foyt and all these random guys competing the best in their sport but playing each other's games. Would Chris Johnson be able to win a medal in the Olympics. Not now. He's got, no, I don't think so. He's got four years of mileage on him in the NFL. Maybe five years ago he could have done it. You think so? Yeah. Could he have been the third leg in the, like a baton passing I thing? I relay don't think he race? would have embarrassed himself. I mean, the guy could move. And he said he, he even said the other day that he, he actually slipped during his combine run. He thought he could have went four, sub 4-2. Four um, all right. Next up on the blacklist. I love how you're asking us all this Chris Johnson questions. He was just here last week, like you said. You I didn't him? think about it until after the fact. Jeez. We had a we had a fruitful conversation as it was. We'll go for round two somewhere down the line. Now, Got you. Question number two. More likely to be seen in the NFL first, a female kicker or the return of Jamarcus Russell? Well, I'm certainly rooting for the latter there. Jamarcus Russell back in the NFL has only good things written all over it for me as somebody because I know that my team's not going to sign him, so it'll be fun. As long as he doesn't wind up on your team, that can only be good news for Jamarcus Russell to rejoin the NFL. Whereas the sideshow nonsense of this female kicker, I'm sure you've seen the video of that. What was her name? Lauren Silberman. Let's not give her any pub. You're right. And I will say... As a side note, I do, just for the record, I said this on Adam Carolla's uh, podcast last week, but I, it bears repeating. This whole uh, misogynistic, though it may sound, Billie Jean King, the greatest deed in the gender history on the fields of play, according to some, is when Billie Jean King, the best female tennis player in the world at the time, beat a geriatric uh, old loudmouth. Bobby Riggs. That's the greatest moment ever. That's kind of underwhelming. And by the way, history forgets. You know, Billy Jean King beat Bobby Riggs in 1973 or whatever it was. She beat him six four six three six three. Is that impressive? Unless she zeros him out, goes six love on him, then I wouldn't really brag about that if I were Billy Jean King or anyone else. And I say Danica Patrick's deeds have now outstripped Billy Jean King's. The greatest female athlete of all time now is Danica Patrick, even if she retires tomorrow. True well, or false? For right now, what about uh, Annika Sorenstam? Did she play in the men's she tour? She was pretty good. I feel like she went into it. I don't did think she, she ever did anything. Yet. Do you have to compete against men to be considered an no. all-time? No. Oh. Mia Hamm, I would say, has got to be up there. She, Mia Ham. Oh yeah. Yeah. What? No. Ham. Do you think one of those young ladies who are on the U.S. You just like swine? You're all about swine today, from the oink to the ham. Uh, uh, there it is. What's that rank? But the female <laughs> kicker thing. Do you? I, I feel that we would, would have gotten in a better. Like Brandy Chastain goes out there and can boot the ball. Like you've seen it happen before. But this, 
The yeah. Who, over the weekend, it wasn't even close. Yeah, it was. It like was, somebody who had never played any organized sport. It's uh, embarrassing for, for women that I, I you I, exactly, you're right, that somebody should step up and say that was not representative of what a female can do. Let me let me show you. They need to get Brandy Chastain out there immediately. Or Have Kathy her go, Ireland. Or, yeah. Right. <laughs> so, of course. But I do think a female could be a kicker, especially if they can get the kickoffs down. I don't know if you would have to do some sort of Rolf Benershka thing where they wouldn't be able to run down and cover the kick. I think that's oh, the yeah. biggest. That's I the didn't biggest think hole. about that part of it. Yeah, of course you couldn't have a, a, <laughs> a five foot two woman out there on the with with eleven guys running at her, conceivably trying to block her. That's insane. Yeah, well, so it's be a bigger and you know physical bill. I think it's possible. You just she just I has to be you know. Someone that's not uh, the norm for a feminine body type. Listen, if you're the Jets and you want to make a PR move, then it's fine. There's no way a legitimate team would ever put a woman out on the field. So it's so much hooey and applesauce to even debate this. Rank's right. I like where Rank was. I wish we could have those four minutes of our lives back. We shouldn't give her any pub whatsoever. But what's done is done. Black tie, next on the blacklist. Last on the blacklist this week, guys, before we wrap it up. This is from Twitter. From 49ers Faithful 97, and he wants to know, what is the best-looking country flag? Hmm. Hmm. I'm going to go, because I don't have a good answer quite yet. Do you have one in mind there, Black Tie, that you'd like to throw out for us? i got to say, I'm a, I've always been a fan of the Canadian flag. Yeah, that's a nice one, as a matter of fact. Yeah. Coordinated properly, it looks good. And I like simplicity. I will say that, that I do like the simplicity of it. Rank, how say you? I like Brazil's. I think they've got a nice flag. Brazil is nice. It's kind of weird, though. It's got that floating. It's the green, right? Mm-hmm. And it's got the... Let's put these up. we got to put this to a poll, actually, Black Tie. Best best uh, nation's flag. But I do like I do like Canada's, too. That's, that's that a nice is a one. handsome one. Um, I think that, yeah, Japan's is pretty nice with just the big red dot right in the middle of it. I, again, obviously, I'm a I'm old school. I'm uh, I, I like simplicity. Um, Hanzus, how say you? I would say there's only one flag whose uh, colors don't run, and that's the U.S. of A. That's the right answer, and you took my answer again from Oink <laughs> to Lovingham to the U.S. of A. How dare the two of you rank in black tie? Shame on you both. Love it or leave it. <laughs> <laughs> It is a nice looking flag too. It is a nice one, you know. You can't little, argue with that. It's a little like uh, brassy and uh, you Britain's know, a lot is of colors, nice. But that's what we are. What's the best? What's the best? Uh, this is something that came up a couple years ago at uh, at the Kimmel show. Is best state flag, and there is a, a hard and fast answer to this one. I like California's because they got it wrong. What does that mean? California's got a bear on a flag mm-hmm. on our state flag. It was supposed to be a pear. The fruit. No way. No, I'm not lying. That can't be true. That's got to be an old wives' tale. Probably. (laughs) But I love the idea that that's correct. Um, I should look it up if I was, uh, you know, more motivated. But I, I, you know what? I don't want to know if I'm wrong. I like. By the way, I'm just looking through some some flags of the world here. The Middle East lags behind as a general rule. As a region, (laughs) they're 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 doing the worst work there. I think Europe. As a group, as a as a continent, is doing the best work. I like Montenegro, though. Check out Montenegro; it's pretty. Is Montenegro a nation by itself? I thought it was. Uh, I'm thinking of uh, what? What? It's the Trinidad and Trinidad and Tobago is what I'm thinking. <laughs> Two of. very different countries. Yeah. Um, 
I like uh, Britain's. Is I mean, listen, France, Italy, these are hard to argue with. I think the best flag, though, the uh, best state flag. This will get. Uh, this will be controversial, but it's Maryland. Mm. Now, the uniforms that the Terps wear in football season have discredited it because it's too messy for a football uniform. But as a flag, yes, disparate. It's cut into quarters. Two quarters, black and gold, and then the other one's red and white. They don't seem to go together, but I find it quite striking. I think that's your number one flag. I always like Texas just because they're so proud of that flag, and they, they view yeah. it almost as an equal to American flag, which is a little odd. But it's, it's the it's Republic kind of, classic. of Texas. Yeah, it's kind of a classic and kind of a cool vibe. Um, all right, and uh, last thing. I have one thing for the blacklist, actually. I'll throw it back since uh, 49ers Faithful 97 on Twitter threw, us at th- uh, threw that one at us. I shall return the favor and throw this one out on Twitter. Hit me up at Damashek and or, DDFP. and or rank at Adam Rank and, uh, well, at Dan Hanzoos. You can hit him, too, um, with your answer on this one. And I throw it to you guys as well. I was thinking about with the Jamarcus Russell news, Actually, we first found out that the Jets were working out Jamarcus Russell um, about uh, it was Super Bowl week, and they obviously ended up not signing him. But I think that that would have been the most spectacularly awful trio of QBs. If they had Sanchez, Tebow, Jamarcus Russell, that would have been the funniest trio in NFL history at quarterback for one team. But it wouldn't be the worst because Sanchez did as bad as he is, and he is atrocious. He has won playoff games, so has Tim Tebow. So that wouldn't be the worst. What is the worst trio of QBs any team has ever had for a season? And I'll start it off. And I'll you know what? I'll play as a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. I'll give you the Steelers' worst trio ever. How about 1985? They go Mark Malone, David Woodley, and Scott Campbell. I defy you to do worse than that. And you know what's crazy? That team went 7-9. and nine. How bad was the division that year that that trio could somehow scratch out seven wins in an NFL calendar? Anyone else choose to jump in here? I think the Raiders had a bad one in the 87 with Mark Wilson. Yeah, Rusty, Rusty Hilger. Oof. And Vince Evans. Yuck. Vince Evans must have been about 48 at that point. I think he was 52. <laughs> That's horrible. How say you there, Hanzoos? Go with the Jets. Do the Jets. Uh, there's so many, there's so many errors to choose from. With the, the Jets. Rams had to have one say, too. Yeah, the the Rams. Rams have to have had a. I mean, listen, every team has to have had one. I was going to go year. contemporary and go with a uh, call. Cobb, Skelton, and Lindley for the Cardinals. Still yeah. my pick. That's, that's pretty that's, bad. That's the one. That's, that's, that's pretty. The one. That's pretty ugly. All right, this is a list that will uh, that will require some research. So help me out. Help us out. Hit me up on Twitter at Damashek, at Adam Rank, at Dan Hansus, and we'll figure out once and for all who is the worst trio of QBs in NFL history. You can hit me up at hashtag DDFP. That's what you should do. All right, just at. All right, hashtag I mean, hashtag DDFP. Yeah, maybe. hashtag can it. All right, so we're tentatively slated the yap with uh, Stevie Johnson later in the week, so we'll look forward to doing that. Also be on the lookout rank. you have anything to promote here? NFL.com slash Adam Rank to get anything that I've recently put out. Oh, and I'll be at the Bray Improv on March 6th. I have free tickets. Just hit me up on Twitter. Oh, you'll just give free tickets away. Free tickets. I'll hook you up. What a man. What a mensch. Hanzoos, I'll say you. Anything? Uh, 
around the league never stops cranking. Right now we're doing the free agency primer for every team. Today I posted on the quarterbacks, which is not a very alluring free agent market, but we have every position covered. Why don't you bring up Ryan? Do what I just said. Bring up Ryan Mallett. Now that's juicy. He's not a free agent. I know, but so what? Instead of the free agent, say here's a better play than any of the available free agents. Ryan Mallett. See, now that now people's ears <laughs> perk up. Now people are intrigued. What else do they have to say? You understand? Thank you. I'm here for you. <laughs> All right. Black Tie is telling me to wrap it up and has been for the last 11 minutes. Why? I have no idea why. Where do you have to be, Black Tie? It's the middle of the day. Where do you have to? I have to get out of here right now. We can't sit here in kibitz about animal noises a little bit more? <laughs> no to that. Oink. O-I-N-K. What about that sounds? Anything like... I don't know if any of those four letters would even exist in spelling. How do you spell that? Hanzus. Uh, H-O-U-K. H-O-U-K. That's kind of... That's, that's better oink. than oink. I'll tell you, that's better oh, we than got, oink. All we right, got, We got one of the executive suits in here waving us down. Let's go. Fine, fine. We'll wrap it up. We'll wow. be back with more hooey and applesauce later on. But in the meantime, thanks so much, football fans and fans of life. It's been a thin slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom. Tired of pickup truck bed chaos? Meet Decked, game-changing USA-made full bed-length drawers for tools and gear. Waterproof, dustproof, lockable, secure. Whether you're working, hunting, fishing, camping, or just getting out of town. And introducing Decked Deco cases. Tough, modular, problem-solving cases built for the truck, job site, campsite, or garage. Say goodbye to random bins and tie-downs. Order now at Decked.com slash iHeart for free shipping. Decked, your truck, your rules. Decked.com forward slash iHeart.